This is a ginger and Earl show. Ginger and Earl. Ginger and Earl. Ginger and Earl. Yeah. Hey everybody, how you doing? And welcome <laughs> to the Ginger and Earl show. I am Ginger, also known as Matthew. And I am Earl, also known as Elizabeth. And today, for the Ginger and Earl show, we're going to talk to you briefly about prophetic ministry. Just briefly. Just briefly. If we were to talk to you about everything there is about prophetic ministry, we'd be here for a long time. Probably more of like a series. So instead, we're just <laughs> going to give you a brief overview. Mm -hmm. All right. And without further ado, let's get prophetical. <laughs> All right. So first, what is prophetic ministry? Some of you might be wondering what that even is. Maybe you've never heard that terminology before. Well, prophetic ministry is simply listening to your friend, who is God, talk to you about other people, and then telling them what he said, with his permission, of course. That is the simplest way to explain that. Some people might confuse prophecy and prophetic ministry, but they are actually two different things. Prophecy is sort of like predicting the future, except you're not really predicting. You're actually hearing the truth of what's going to happen yeah. from God. Instead There's no of... crystals and no, no ball. <laughs> That's the difference between fortune telling and prophecy is that prophecy is coming straight from the mouth of God. Mm -hmm. And yeah. uh, you can usually tell if a prophetic word is true because eventually it'll happen. Um, mm -hmm. But as you can see in like the Old Testament, they had a lot of messianic prophecies, which was talking about Jesus coming. And that didn't happen for thousands of years. So all those prophets might have seemed like they were liars until it happened. And then, oops, <laughs> my bad. But hey, they got included in the Bible. So it's all good, right? And then you have prophecies like the prophets who were told by God to talk to Israel and say, hey, you guys are straying away. Come back to me. And this is the direction you're going and that's dangerous and all this stuff is going to happen to you. And then they didn't listen and all this stuff happened to them. So it was proven to be a true word. And a word, mm -hmm. when I say the terminology, a word, what that means is anything that God says to you, that's a word. So if you hear us say we're going to get a word or we're going to give a word, a prophetic word, it just means that we're going to be talking to God and he's going to be talking to us and then we're going to share what he said. Okay? Yeah. Or we're going to have somebody share with us what he said. We just get a word. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway, but... Now you know what prophetic ministry is. Matthew, why don't you tell us why we even would tell somebody what God is saying? Why would we even delve into prophetic ministry? For the church side, uh, for believers, we have the verse 1 Corinthians 14.3, which if any of our peoples from visions are watching, they should remember this verse. It is for the exhortation, edification, and comfort of the saints. So what that means is it's to... Uh, spur to action, to uplift, to encourage others. To strengthen them strengthen. and comfort is self-explanatory. Mm -hmm. Okay, and then on the evangelism side, if you were to keep reading the First Corinthians 14 chapter in verses 23 through 25, it says basically that if an unbeliever comes into a group of people and they're prophesying, that it'll rend his heart and he will say, God is among you because the words will be true. 
Mm-hmm. And, and that just says that the heart will be laid bare, which laid be, bare. which means that basically everyone, you know, people are going to see the deepest secrets of your heart and you'll have an encounter with God and fall mm-hmm. to your knees and know that God exists, that he's real, because there's things that we hide in our hearts, even from ourselves or from our closest people. Yeah. And so that is the purpose of prophecy, mm-hmm. uh, prophetic ministry for the church it's and awesome. for evangelism. <laughs> it is definitely it's awesome. awesome. Yes, it's very transformative, I like to say. I don't know if that's a word, but I like it. As far as where prophecy comes from, it's based on a solid relationship with God. And the only way that you can know the voice you're listening to is to get to know the person of God. Get to know Jesus. Spend time with him. Get to know his voice. Because when you really study the original, you will not be deceived by a copy like that Leonardo DiCaprio movie yeah I forget what it's called catch, catch me, me if you can, can. he yeah. taught the FBI agents that you have to study the original and know it backwards and forwards in order to be able to uh see and spot a fake because so- fakes have so many variations but the original only has one and that's God he's the original he only has one way so if you encounter all these other ways you can start to see oh mm, that's not real that the reason why that's important is because you have the power of life and death in your tongue mm-hmm. and when you're ministering to somebody the whole point of ministering is what the point of ministry is, is to, to edify comfort mm-hmm. strengthen all these positive comfort. words it's it's life right? It's the life side of your tongue. If you are prophesying to someone or receiving a prophetic word that does not feel that way, does not feel like life is being built inside of you, then that's probably actually definitely not coming from God. And that leads us to our next point, which is your motivation. What is your motivation? This is a good way for you to be able to tell if you're giving a prophetic word Mm. that is from the accuser or is from God. Yeah. Because you have to filter it through the motivation. Mm-hmm. Prophetic ministry should always be selfless. Mm-hmm. You should never use prophetic ministry or giving words to people to control or manipulate. Mm-hmm. When you do that, you border on to witchcraft. And Which that is, is definitely not mm-hmm. ministry. It is right. a form of control. Mm-hmm. And it is not ministry. So when giving a prophetic word, if you're unsure of who you're hearing from, just ask what is the, the motivation for giving this word? Is it mm-hmm. to, like we said, encourage, strengthen, exhort, not destroy, to build up and not tear down? Sorry. <laughs> anyway. <Preach. laughs> what is your motivation? Along with that, when if you are going to delve into ministering to people prophetically, which, like I said, means listening uh-huh. and then telling. Blah, blah, blah. You, in that moment, as a friend, you are being a messenger to the person that you're speaking to. It is not your job to make sure that they believe you. It's not your job to make sure that they follow you or that they obey you or that even that they obey God. It's not your job to do that. You can disciple somebody, but that's a different story and I won't even get into that tangent, Mm -hmm. but that's very different from controlling them and making sure they do what they're supposed to do or they believe what they're supposed to believe. Um, But being a messenger does not mean that your relationship with God is one where he's a harsh taskmaster and you're just like an ox hooked up to a cart that's not the kind of relationship that god wants 
And it's it's old covenant. After Jesus came, he's like, okay, now the veil is torn, which means that we can see God with an unveiled face. We're not going to die or anything by being in his presence. We're actually going to walk with him hand in hand, just like Adam and Eve did in the garden. So that's that. Let's move on. <laughs> All right, baby. So why don't you tell us the different ways that God speaks prophetically? First of all, God knows you inside and out. He created you in your mother's womb. He knows your language and how you understand things. He was just like with a little knitting needles and <laughs> a little blue, a little red, some sparkles. Some sparkles. Red. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Just like that. So <laughs> anyway, so he knows what you understand, how you speak. So he'll speak your language. However, for people who are just beginning and who are getting started discerning the voice of God and, and, and feeling confident that they can hear him, there are some uh, general ways that he speaks to people right when you're getting started. So if you have dreams and you remember them all day, that's probably from God. Mm -hmm. You can have visions, which are like daydreams trances which are like uh you're awake kind of like a daydream but you're actually like walking around in a movie you can have uh feelings like you can sense you know someone's emotions even their thoughts you can feel things in your body uh there's different ways that that god talks to us in in a more general way some people hear songs in their head or smell things you know the five senses um something happens it's different but the way that god speaks your language would be like this would be like the color red to elizabeth could represent um peace whereas the color red to me could represent danger so then when god gives a prophetic word to elizabeth and she sees the color red i guess like a picture in my imagination right and she sees it in red she's going to think she's going to associate peace with that mm -hmm. and that's what god wants to speak but when he gives me a prophetic word and i see red and it's a word about danger that god's going to speak danger to me mm -hmm. in the color red mm -hmm. so that's what we mean when we say that god speaks your language mm -hmm. whatever colors represent to you whatever uh, actions mean to you even something as simple as uh, book titles or mm -hmm. movies that you've seen songs mm -hmm. that you've heard he'll drop them into you mm -hmm. into your your imagination your mind for you to be able to speak that word to mm -hmm. somebody else yeah and when you're just getting started giving a prophetic word you don't really need to worry so much about um, you know trying to figure out what that word means you can give what we call the raw word which basically means if you see if you hear a song in your head or you see a picture in your mind uh, just communicate that to the person God will speak to them and they'll figure out what that means mm -hmm. um, and they really do when it comes from God they'll get it right away I mean I've given somebody a word before where I was like I just see spaghetti and I don't know why <laughs> the whole time we've been sitting here together I just keep seeing spaghetti does that mean anything to you and she started crying was like oh my dad passed away a year ago and he used to call me Betty Spaghetti. I wasn't listening to her dad's ghost. Uh, God was talking to her and letting her know that her dad was in heaven. And comforting that was, her. And comforting her. And that was one of the points of prophetic ministry is to comfort. So it worked out really well. But I didn't know what spaghetti meant. So I wasn't going to say, well, what does that mean to me? Oh, I'm hungry. She's hungry. No, I just told her what I saw. And I, I once gave a word where I smelt pineapple. Mm -hmm. I, I smelt it. <laughs> I remember that, <laughs> yeah. And I said, yep. it makes me think of like Hawaii or something. Mm -hmm. And it turned out that the girl was going on a trip, on a, a missions trip to Hawaii. 
something like that. But, something like that. But she was trying to figure out, like, yes or no. If, um, if she, should, she should go. Definitely go. And on. we had we didn't even know her. She was a complete stranger. So Matthew's like, pineapple, Hawaii. You know, are you going to Hawaii? And she's like, yeah. It you confirmed. know, it confirmed it's me. Yeah. Which was an ex- exhortive exhortation. I can I can speak. I have English. <laughs> and now it is story time with Elizabeth. Story time. <laughs> God told me we were supposed to be married. Okay. <laughs> All right. So you guys have probably maybe if you are a Christian who grew up in the church. You may have either heard stories of this happening or it might have happened to you on either side. But have you ever heard of someone approaching someone else and saying, hey, God told me we're supposed to be married? In youth groups, at ministry schools, this is kind of a running joke because it happens so often. Oh, yeah. So the whole reason why we're talking about this is because it ties into knowing which voice you're listening to. And in this situation, this is discerning between God's voice and your own personal desires. That's very important to know that like you might have a personal desire and God's like, that's a great idea. But that's different from him being like, you must marry that person or else. (laughs) People have free will. And if God makes a suggestion or even or even a command, they have the free will to say yes or no. Mm-hmm. So I've had a lot of friends talk to me about this and like they're just upset because the other person does not see it the way that they see it. Um, or I've had friends come and be like, well, they'll figure it out someday. And they're like angry and like determined and focused and like, I'm going to chase this person down until they do what I want. Um, yeah, that doesn't always work out so well. And I have a little bit of a personal story to share with you guys. Oh, do share. <laughs> if you get to one. know me. It's pretty good. I was there. Sorry. He was there. Oh my gosh, I feel embarrassed already he's telling the story. <laughs> so if you get to know me or if you already know me, you will find out that I have plenty of embarrassing stories. I literally she I has just, I don't get it. Two, I don't know why. And- that's since we've been married. I have hundreds, probably. I don't know if I have hundreds, but I have a lot. I have way more than I should ever have. I was like, I would call myself the female Mr. Bean, but no offense to Mr. Bean, I'm not a fan. So it's actually kind of offensive to me, but yet somehow I end up bumbling in situations. So this is the situation I bumbled myself into. Once upon a time, Elizabeth, okay, I went into the sort of youth ministry I was part of. It was Visions Christian Nightclub, which people, I don't know, I hope I don't get in trouble for like saying where I was when I did this. But <laughs> but anyway, that is kind of where Matthew and I officially met. And we had a lot of friends there. And I was new to the Christian world. And I was new to like Christian dating. I had no idea. I mean, people would like seem like friends. And then all of a sudden they're engaged or all of a sudden they're married. And I was like, what the crap? Like they didn't hold hands. They didn't kiss. They didn't flirt in public. And I'm not saying that all Christians are this way. Matthew and I definitely were like very physical when we were dating. And, you know, (laughs) 29 years of waiting and well. Yeah, that's true. I was 29, he was 30. So, I mean, come on. (laughs) We're adults. So, (laughs) anyway, so I went, I was like hmm, 23 or something like that. And I went into the club and I had four crushes at the time. 
And I just didn't understand Christian dating. And like I had tried to flirt. I was terrible at flirting. And none of the guys were really like flirting with me or saying, hey, I'm interested in you. And like I said, I didn't know about Christian dating. So I didn't know that most Christian men, in my experience anyway, will decide on a female that they're interested in to pursue for marriage. And they'll just go for it. And they'll just do it in like a chill way usually. Um, it doesn't have to be chill, but like, they'll just go for it. I didn't realize that that's how it was. I knew the worldly way, which was like guys being like, Hey girl, Hey, you got a boyfriend. You want one <laughs> to every female, to every female at like a normal club. <laughs> yeah. Or walking down the street. So I was used to that. And so I was like, well, you know what? I am a empowered female. I'm just going to take this into my own hands. And if these shy little Christian boys won't come to me, I will just go to them. Yeah. So I walk up in the club, Christian nightclub. I'm not going to get into what that means, but I walked into the Christian nightclub and I had four crushes of varying degrees. And I was like, all right, I'm going to start. I, I was number three on the list. Hmm. Hey, he Probably made it to number one. Here. Hey, hey, hey. Promotion. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but yes, there was four and Matthew was third on the list of the four. But, oh my gosh. Okay, so I started... And here's the thing. I wasn't even like, it's not like I was convinced that God told me I was supposed to marry somebody. The number one guy on the list, I said, I'm going to marry him. And I felt like God was just like chill. Like he wasn't saying no. So I was like, oh, that must mean yes, because he didn't say no. Mm -mm. Mm -mm -mm. What I didn't know was that I had run up to the leader of this whole organization and said, I'm going to marry him. And he went and told the guy and he was avoiding me. I didn't know that. So I had decided all four of my crushes were there that night. And I was going to walk in. I was going to tell each of them. Of course, not in front of each other. But I was going to go up to each of them kind of sneaky and be like, hey, you're hot. We should date. So I did. At least with the first two. So the first guy I go up, I'm like, hey, you're hot. We should date. And he goes, I don't date just to date. And I was like offended. I was like, I don't either. You know? I was like, I don't date just to date. What do you mean? And he's like, you know, when I date somebody, I'm dating them with a the thought of marriage. And I was like, oh, I was like, me too. I didn't get it. And he was like, oh, that's good. And then he kept, he was playing pool and he kept playing pool. And I was like, I think I just got rejected, but it doesn't really feel like it. I'm so confused. So I was like, so then we're going to date. And he's like, no, I'm not interested. And I was like, oh gosh, I just walked right into that. So then... <laughs> So I started to feel a little off, but I was determined. I was like, no, I'm going to go to the next. Like, hey, just write them off the list. That's cool. So then I go to Matthew, my next one on the list, and I'm like, hey, what's up? And he's like, hey. And I'm like, you know, you're hot. We should date. I have no idea what was going on in his mind, but I do know this. He told me. Uh, I'm saving myself for Jesus, so that's a no for me. Oh, I got so mad. I got pissed, okay, because I was like. I was like, he did not just use my wonderful, beautiful Savior, Jesus, as a shield and in a, like a cop-out excuse to not be with me. I was like, dude, if you're not interested, just tell me you're not interested. Don't use Jesus as an excuse. Oh, I was mad. I was like, oh, really? Jesus? <laughs> I was like, yeah. prove it. He's like, look. And he showed me this ring. And he's like, this is my promise ring. I promise myself right to Jesus. And I was like, oh, I 
felt so dumb. And it was at that point, And then I was like, okay, <laughs> bye. And just walked away. <laughs> thinking I'd probably lost a friend too because we were friends at this time. And I was like, oh, this might not be a good idea. And I was like, <laughs> I probably shouldn't do this with the next two on my list because I liked them more. So I was like, if I get this crushing rejection from them, I'm going to feel like kind of a loser. So instead, I'm just going to find a different strategy to let these guys know I like them. It didn't work. But it did. Oh, what? It's important to have a relationship with God. It helps to avoid situations like this. This has been Story Time with Elizabeth. All right, so the word testimony means do it again. Do it again. Do it again. Do it. So I'm going to uh, share a prophetic word that had a profound impact on me so that it'll breed faith in you to be able to both give and receive prophetic words that'll have a prophetic impact on you or others. Why don't you share a prophetic word that had an impact on you and a prophetic word that you've given that you saw had a, an impact on somebody else? I like that idea. Yeah. This is why I married her. Dun, dun. Even though I was number three. <laughs> <laughs> so this word was given to me by a friend of ours at the uh, ministry that we were part of called Visions. And it's like vision's time right now. But anyways, yeah. Yeah. Back to our roots. Right, yeah, they, they had a good time <laughs> in our life, and we got a lot of growing from them. At any rate, I went, at that time, Visions, we were doing prophetic booths. So three people would sit around like a, a table, panel. Like a panel. Mm -hmm. And give prophetic words to one person. Mm -hmm. So I went in to give get my prophetic word. And my friend, she drew... A picture of it was a beautiful grassy knoll and flowers right popped up in the middle and a fence all around it and her word to me was that this was me and my heart that mm. I was guarded that I had a lot to give but he I was, was guarded <laughs> Jesus ring I'm saving myself for Jesus I wasn't saving myself okay. for Jesus I was scared. Anyway, so, so this prophetic word was to encourage me to open up that gate and to step outside and to let or to let others in and to remove the gate really and to just be encouraged to be strong and to be brave, brave in showing people who I am in my heart. Mm -hmm. And it really did impact me because I, up to that point, I think I had a, a suspicion that that was what was going on, but I never verbalized it. I never saw it in that way until mm -hmm. I was given this word. And then I realized, oh my gosh, I have a gate around my heart. And yep. it's, so it's kind of like you were out. like almost there, mm -hmm. but then the word that God gave through someone who actually happened to be your friend as well at that time, mm -hmm. that word helped you to like make the light bulb go on and go, ah, I was right with what I was feeling. And now I know what action to take to fix this. Totally. And, and That's cool. I had, a, I had to make a choice, and I did, to step out of that gate mm. and or conversely to open the door and let others in. Yeah. And that was a really profound and impact word. Yeah. Impacting word on my life. Okay, now what's one that you gave? Okay, so 
Elizabeth and I, we went to ministry school at Morningstar University. What? what? And um, when we were <laughs> at Morningstar, we had to do, as students, we had to give prophetic words to people who came for conferences and whatnot. So one time I was giving prophetic words at a conference, and this guy stepped up, and mm -hmm. I gave him a word about, um, it was a word about going to school at Morningstar. I told him, I just see you, I see you here at Morningstar going to school, and I just, I feel like it's an encouragement that you should consider coming to the school. Mind you, we weren't there to plug the school or anything like that, so mm -hmm. that wasn't what was going on. It was honestly what I saw. And so then he left, and I think that was probably the toward the beginning of the school year. He left, and I never saw him again. And just gave more prophetic words to people. Well, towards the end of the school year. Never saw him again at the conference. At the conference yeah. or at Morningstar. Oh, okay. Ever. Because he was from out of state. Mm. And so come June, I think, May or June of that year, I was called up to the office um, of the head of Morningstar. Well, the second in command. And I was asked to give a tour to somebody who's coming in the fall. So I go to meet the guy. It's, and the, it's guy, the guy. Yeah. The guy I gave the prophetic word to. That's I was cool. like, wait a minute. That's cool. I know you. I gave you the prophetic word that you would be coming to school here. Mm -hmm. And that was really powerful. Yeah. I got to see that my prophetic word was on point and it helped encourage this guy, which in mm -hmm. turn helped him to change his life. Wow, yeah. that's cool. Well, now we had something that we really wanted to do, um, which I have a trusty little phone here. And in our phone, of course, it's is our contacts. Magic. Okay, it's your phone. That's true. But I don't know where mine is right now. It's I'm always in, losing my phone. It's in the bedroom. kind of a problem. Oh, okay. Yeah. So we're going to get into our contacts, our contacts list, and we're just going to kind of scroll through here, and we're going to just, like, hit on a name. And we're gonna give some prophetic words to a couple people. So Casey Childs. Casey That's Childs. That's fun. Wow. Weird. Okay. She's so, a, a fellow visions person. I know. It's just like all about visions today. So yes, yeah, she's a fellow visions visionsite from back in the day, day. <laughs> and what's really weird is that we're moving to California and she lives in the city that we're moving to. So I think that's so interesting. Prophetical. Um, weird. See. All these things, like they seem like coincidences. They're not. <laughs> All right, so let's get a word for Casey. All right. Let's get a word for Miss Casey, Mrs. Excuse me, Casey Childs. Mm. What do we have for? So what we like to do, um, because I don't know about him. Well, I do kind of know about him. We can get kind of distracted in our minds, so we need to. That's our daughter. She woke up from her nap. Um, we need to take a moment to think and come back and give some prophetic words to Miss Casey. All right, this is the prophetic word for Casey. So for Casey, I saw you walking with elephant legs. Um, now to me, elephants, they speak of memory and they speak of endurance and family. And they're very wise, very smart. And I know Casey... Um, I know you from Visions, and I know that you used to do Bible memorization, and I'm not sure that's something you still do. So um, I'm going to 
go ahead and just encourage you that I feel like God is saying to just keep on, keep on doing what you're doing. I feel like you are going to be given the ability to endure in the environment that you're in. I feel like God is going to raise your memory and he's going to raise your intelligence even more. You're already tremendously intelligent, but God is going to give you an increase. And I feel like God is even leading you into family. Um, and I don't know if this means personal family, like if it's possible that you are going to have your own family. I know that you're married, but a little one, I guess, is what I'm trying to say or not. So, um, but I just encourage you that God is definitely leading you down a path of um, enduring where you're at and giving you the ability to endure. So blessings to you, Casey. Okay, so I'm going to scroll. I'm going to scroll. Stop. Let's see. Where is it? Jane Johnson. Now, this will be interesting because I have no idea who she is or if she'll even watch this. But it's a 616 number, so I'm thinking it's someone from uh, from Matthew's old job in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Jane. Ooh, I like doing prophetic words for strangers. Um, hmm, okay, I'm going to get quiet. I don't know if Matthew did this because he actually got a word while we paused. But I'm going to get quiet and think of something for Jane. Um, not think of something. That's not the right word, but I'm just going to listen to the Lord. Hmm. Okay, so Jane, for you, um, I did get a picture. I got a picture of silk and lipstick, uh, <laughs> or satin and lipstick, actually. Um, I feel like it has something to do with cinema. I'm not really sure why I'm thinking this way, except that the Lord is giving me revelation as I speak, which I often rely upon for this, which makes sense. Um, <laughs> so I see uh, satin and lipstick, and I feel like it has something to do with cinema, making film, especially films that are directed toward women, toward females, and even just feminism and the feminine, um, which are different, I know. But anyway, I think that you are a feminine woman. Um, that's what I see anyway, that you care about that. And also, uh, let's see, there was something else that he said to me. Oh, I heard the song in my mind. I just can't stop loving you. Whoa, I just can't stop. And tell me what else can I do? I just can't stop loving you. I felt like that is what God is singing over you, that he just can't stop loving you. And that's an encouragement to you because you may have wondered or even doubted if God was paying attention to you, if he was aware of you, and especially if he likes you. If he likes you as a person, if he likes your personality, or whether or not he approves of some of the things that you have done or said in your life, I feel like he's saying that no matter what happens, no matter where you go, what you do, who you meet, or what you've thought or said, he just can't stop loving you. And um, Jane, that's for you. And uh, I just see one more thing, something about a zoo. Um, so... Yeah, I'm just seeing kind of like zoo animals and the tiger specifically. Um, I don't know what he's saying about that, except that maybe your life feels like a zoo. Um, but I'm not sure about that one. And since you're not here to give me feedback, I'm just going to leave that uh, where it is. Just the raw interpretation, which is I just saw a zoo and I saw some animals, especially the tiger. And that is 
said it. Uh, one last thing. Um, your focus on health is good. I saw trail mix and I thought of like eat, like keeping yourself uh, healthy and taking hikes and walks and things like that. So um, just continue on that path. I feel like it's something that's like a passion for you a little bit, but it could like actually develop into a full-blown passion if you wanted to. So go for it, Jane. And I hope this uh, speaks to you. I hope you see this. We'll, we'll try to find you on Facebook and make sure that you have a chance to see this video. Um, and I would love to hear feedback on it since I don't know you. I'd love to hear like, you know, am I on point here or not? Because I'm always learning, always practicing. This is what we're going to do to wrap up today. We are going to invite the first five comments and, and likes. likes together to receive a prophetic word from us. So if you are one of the first five to comment and like today, we are going to direct message you a prophetic word. Yep. And we have a new book coming out soon. Uh, Sometime in the next month. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So keep an eye and an ear out for that book. It's going to be the really God good. Match. It's about the God match. It's about letting God be your matchmaker. Something we Turn know it, just a little bit about. That. Yes, we do know a little bit about that. <laughs> hey, proof. Okay. <laughs> so don't forget to comment, guys. Don't forget to like. Don't forget to subscribe to our channel and definitely share this. Share this with your friends. Spread it around. Friends, coworkers, families, loved ones, deceased. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks so much, guys. And oh, by the way, this is Serafina. This is Say our hi, daughter. Baby. Say, Say hi. 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 She She's spoke up from really an app. She's really shy. So. <laughs> All right. Well, All right. take care. Bye, guys.